Welcome to the Fat Easy Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Ranger to my left. Vance is on the phone, and he's in front of the 205 tiller. Correct. Yep. And we have Todd Young on the phone, and he's joined from his camper up in Chautauqua, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. Well, like always, Fat Easy Muskie Products... That's the uh, sponsor, the name of the show. A sponsor, I should say. Um, jerk baits, glide baits, rubber baits, rod holders, Project X. We've been screwing around with a new rod holder. If anybody was on Instagram in the past 24 hours or so, um, we're tweaking on it some, but it's something new in the works. It's 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 going to be nice. I think you guys gave a positive review after running it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, li- I liked them. Perfect. See right well, there. I'm, I got two thumbs up from two guides. So That's right. <laughs> I'm really happy you revisited that idea. Yeah. Keep I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah, and and Vance was a driving force behind it and you know, like I like I've explained to Vance, all the ideas that are thrown at me, I don't forget about them if I don't respond immediately. Sometimes I got to let him stir until well, I that and and there's probably like a 100 other tasks that people give you including myself correct i actually got some text messaging today on some more tasks but it's not nice. for, it's it's not to be discussed on the show at least not recording um <laughs> i'll tell I'll, I'll i'll fill in the two people that are i'm talking to right now after the show um okay so that was just worthless for everyone to listen to so aside from that you can find a lot of the standard colors at Muskie Tackle Online for the Raptors. You can find exclusive colors at Team Rhino Outdoors and GT Rod and Reel. So check them out. They're also on Long Point State Park. You, Yeah, yeah, I did give Todd a, a big bunch of baits. I don't know if he stocked it or not, but we try to, oh, keep, yeah. we try to keep that little thing all filled up. And so if you happen to be at Chautauqua, most of you listening will not be. But uh, those who are and you want to bait, get in there. There's Boss Shad's in there, too, another big sponsor. And anything else? All the Wileys are gone, I think. Mm-hmm. But, those went quick. Yeah. But anyways, and then that brings us to Boss Shad. They're also musky tackle online. You can find a uh, the four-and-a-half-inch Boss Shad's there. Uh you can also get them at Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio. That's the store location. If you're out and about that direction, swing in and get them. By the sounds of it, it sounds that when he gets a shipment, they're leaving very quickly. So uh, keep an eye on the online store or their Facebook page. You can also hop on BossShad.com, place an order there straight from Paul. He's also on Facebook. He's on Instagram. And... Uh, you can go that route. Now, how, how's the Boss Shad's been doing for you, too? Yeah, I mean, I, we're, we're keeping them out there in the spread. We are getting, I mean, to get hit. We, I'm Most of my fish have been coming on the uh, 4.5s and the Mud Puppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mud Puppy exclusively through us. There are some over at the state park, and I... I put a couple in there, and then I go over and check it in the morning and remember that well, I've got to put a couple more in. So they're they're getting out of there. There's some 
a couple jointeds in there. There's a couple odd colors that were from show colors from last season we picked up. So we've got those at the store. I restock them all the time. I have more, so if you don't think if you stopped in and got some there that uh, there's not going to be a new stock of inventory the next time you stop in. Yeah, check them out. They're, they're a little badass bait. They're a staple in our spreads when we're trolling. Yeah, no doubt about it. Nice. And if anybody listening wants a mud puppy, I think I have about a half a dozen sitting here. So message me on the Facebook page or email me. Um, and I can tell you if I have any left or not. So then that goes to the guides. The guides. The guides. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, not on rods, but you two, the guides. Okay. Yeah. Muddy Creek fishing guides, mcfishingguides.com. I mean, August is a little bit of a crazy month for us. I take some time off. I got to get my daughter back to school and I like to take a few weeks off completely off. And, uh, Spend some time with her because it's a crazy life that we're living right now. Vance getting ready to leave, to leave for Canada. He's going to be gone for a week or two, but we still have a lot of openings. Uh, everything's looking good. The fishing, fishing for us right now is about as good as it's been, to put it that way. Uh, putting fish in the boat every day. Vance has a week the 14th through the 17th. He has four days there. Man, if you want to go fish with Vance, you can get some great fish this year. Give us a call. Uh, jump in with Vance, and then we can filter some stuff in throughout the rest of the month. Before we know it, fall is going to be here after Labor Day is what I really look forward to. Get all these people off the water and uh, all the pleasure boats. And Not that it's that bad during the week. It's not like you have to worry about coming up here. I was fishing with a guy today, and he's like, we're like the only ones out here. <laughs> You know, nice. mm-hmm. it, happened and it happens during the week, you know, uh, not many weekends are a little crazy, but, you know, give us a call. We have openings uh, between Vance and I, and you're not missing out fishing with Vance or myself, I don't feel. Yeah. We'll do our best to get you on fish. Yeah, I, I want to bring up a point real quick. <clears throat> you, you were talking about the boat traffic and how, you know, after mm-hmm. Labor Day and all this and that. It, it's kind of weird in that, you know, Memorial Day, that seems to be when everyone's out in their boats and and doing all that. Then 4th of July, you know, like a month later mm-hmm. or so. Then like a little over a month, you know, obviously it's almost two months. You're you're at Labor Day. And yep. there's marinas that, you know, that I know they, they run winterizing specials yeah. at the, during August. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and to me, it's just always been like, why Why would you do that? He goes, because it eases the load come October, because most people will not start their boat after, essentially, the kids go back to school. Yeah. And, yep. and, and that's usually right around Labor Day, maybe a week before. And I'm just, and I, I never thought of it like, really? So they they buy a boat, and they use it less than you would, in our area, having a snowmobile. You know, is it, just borderline whether you it's worth it or not. And yeah. I look at these people; they're like, "Oh, so you use your boat like three or four weekends a year, and then it's winterized." Yep, yeah. there's a lot of them like that. I mean, we see them. I mean, dance rider every day. I mean, I've I've 
look at this. I mean, I use boats as like markers is where I'm going to pull in. Like I'm going to pull in by that yellow ski boat. Mm-hmm. And that's a boat that I look at every day. And yet I've never seen it not there on until, the, until Labor Day. Yeah. Then it's just gone. <laughs> I yeah. never see it on the water. And I mean, like Vance and I, I, I would, I looked at this the other day. There's been yesterday. We did a little walleye trip. Yesterday was the fifth day of the season that either Vance or I, a lot of times both of us, five days that one of us was not on the water. Mm-hmm. And since since the season started, yeah, yeah. I also looked, and I, I'm trying to remember exactly how many hours. I know I discussed this the last podcast or something. Vance, did you notice how many hours were on your Smartcraft? I did, and I wasn't happy with it. Was 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 there an eight, the second digit, or was that a three? That was. I think I put like another twenty some hours on it or something. I don't know. I, it's I'm, high up there again. It, I, I, I wanted to think it was six hundred and eighty. Mm. It, it was low, but and this is this this is the the reason I bring this up is because when we were out there trolling, I'm like, I want to go a little faster, so I, I keep hitting like the troll up button, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at that number. I'm like, how come your RPMs aren't going up? Next thing you know, I'm doing like three point four, and I'm like, yeah. what? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the hours, not the RPM, <laughs> like the digital readouts. <laughs> I'll, I'll check right now. I noticed when it happened, Andy, I know when you sat behind there, I remember us picking up the speed a lot at one point. Yeah, I, I, I did. I I'm exactly like, why isn't this happened. thing going up? <laughs> Holy shit. Th- 632 hours. 632. Yeah, I, I knew it was like there's three in the eights as, you know, like that digital look. How, you know, how wow. like the standard like digital clocks. Mm-hmm. And a three and an eight is just literally missing a vertical. And I just remember mm-hmm. being out there in the hot sun scorching, and I'm like, "What the heck is going on here?" Yeah, yeah, we got some. I probably put more hours on any of those ski boats in these last couple of days, you know, on the water. Yeah, and you probably it is use, a short season. You probably use less gas that. too. You know what? I probably did. I know you use less gas. <laughs> you know the. Mondays, though, during the busy season, on any pleasure boat, the filled lake, are tough to fish mm-hmm. because everything is chopped up Yeah, from that weekend. So if you're in it for a big trolling day and it's not windy, there's going to be weeds everywhere, everywhere. And it's going to be a long, long day of cleaning. <laughs> what what makes cleaning up those rods easier? The tipability of them. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know if I could do that. I know I wouldn't be running. You know, it'd be tough to, to do four poles. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or, or running, a, you know, a guide service out of it. And saying, hey, guys, we're, we, we got a troll. And if I can't. If I if I wouldn't be able to tip out of that out of that way, I, I would not be able to be, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have quality hours in out there. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping them as, as we go. You know, like I, I see the patch. I'm like, okay, I can miss that one. I can't, I can't miss this one. I see yeah. one coming like, okay, I'm not going to miss it. I'll tip it up or I'll tip it down and bypass it. You know, sometimes I jump out of my seat and run back and guys are like, Oh my gosh, do we have one? I'm like, no, I just wanted to miss that bead patch. Yeah. And I can do that. You know, the other ones you just drag right through. I don't know. I do a lot of tipping. You see me running around in the boat a lot, and it's not always because of fish, it's because I'm just bypassing weeds, and I can do it real quick, real quick and easy. <laughs> but back in the day, um, when I when I have uh, had fished with with Tim, and I I did not have very tippable rod holders, I would adjust them so the tips would just drag. But like when we needed to steer around something, we would like synchronized getting onto one side of the boat so it lists one way yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean but that's that's before you really knew that there was better ways mm-hmm. but yeah we would like get on this side and it'd pick the rod tip up or something you know miss a log or something floating down the river yeah and, and yeah it was fun back then i'm not saying that it's better now but it was fun, and now I just look. I'm like, oh yeah, this will be easier. Boop, down, up. Yeah, yeah. And people talk. You know, they look at my back on those those tough days with all the after the pleasure boats chop it all up. Uh, yep. You know, because I'm just standing the entire time working those rods, but I'm still I, able. I'm still able to run the rods. That's what you know. I wouldn't be able to do it if I was using those fixed position plastic things that you know blew up in my hand the one day and i was fighting a fish and i had a rod holder in my hand (laughs) rod holder still attached to the rod and reel still still attached yes yeah yeah that's the quick release function the quick release yeah that was fun all right man that's a good plug for muddy creek fishing guides you'll see us tipping rod holders and reeling in a whole bunch right now on a trolling but uh it's just the way it is i had a friend got a whole bunch of fish there here last weekend was talking to him about it he said i he, he fished probably about a 10 hour day and he said i probably spent 10 minutes behind the wheel <laughs> that's how hard guys are working i mean and I, I get that all the time up here when we do seminars and talk about your talk people are like there's so many weeds what do you do it's, it, this is not, if we go trolling, it is not sitting there and put lines out and eat lunch and have snacks. Yeah. I mean, I can't even drink a water. That's how hard it is right now. And some people hate it. And I have, can understand why, because there's days I'm ready to dive off the back of the boat. But I know. If you do the trip and you keep the rods clean, we're getting fish. Vance and I will work very hard if you book a trip with us and we will do our best. Uh, keep everything clean and put you on some fish. That's what it's all about. Hard work. It's not easy, but it's cardio. Rob, it it's is. Cardio. That's what yeah. it is. Rob Wasser, he, he texted me. He came up that, that, that Tuesday after, after the podcast. And, uh, he's like, where are you trolling? I told him where I was. And about 20 minutes later, I, I saw him start trolling. And, uh, he texted me. He's like, how, uh, how often are you reeling in? Is that honestly? Yeah, I was like <laughs> about every twenty seconds. You, you, you should said a, a shorter <laughs> interval is how long I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's casting. It's it's, tr- it's like trying to cast with having 
four or six rods, whether you can attempt to run boards. That's what it's like some days. Oh, man. It's not easy. Speaking of rods. St. Croix rods. That's right. Mostly made in America. Check them out. All species. Great warranty. Great customer service. They helped me and Todd out. Yep. Check them out. Perfect. All right, Vance, let's let's talk about some PR. Yeah. Power rankings. Let's get into them. Uh, we're going to revisit everybody's submissions in the fall here, and we apologize about that. But when we sit down and do it, uh, it's a lot easier to do that and, and keep track of it when, when I'm in the studio with Andy and whatnot. But keep sending them in. We'll get you involved. Uh, it's efficient season now, so things are a bit busy, but everybody knows what what it's like uh, in the winter months and whatnot. So those will carry us through. Uh, we appreciate your submissions, but we're going to do uh, three today. And uh, coming in at number three, Andy. Okay. <clears throat> This one's going to be maybe a little long-winded, but because I'm going to have an example with this. Not that I can ever not fully explain anything. I really enjoy a really good, and it, and it goes both ways, hunting and or fishing story. And, you know, the one where, like, your buddy comes, you know, calls you up or you meet up somewhere and, you know, just like, so what happened? And they, they get all into detail and then you, you lay it all out there. Whether it's true or not, it's still a good story. Mm-hmm. And to kind of to kind of like elaborate on that, I'm going to then go ahead and tell a story right now. <clears throat> going back in my early days of bank yanking, I've talked a lot about going and knocking on doors for permission. Well, I had I had my one friend with me, he, and he's a crazy friend. I, I've only fished with him. I haven't fished with him a lot lately early on he was hit and miss but i'm, I'm going to use his name not that anyone's going to find it. it's luke and if vance i'm sure i've told you stories of luke and i think i've told todd stories of luke he's a little crazy and so i've been scouting this area just with like google earth and i said i really like this and i, I pulled up some local tax maps i figured out who owns it and we were out woodchuck hunting, you know, we, 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 we kind of like did the summer, summer deal. So we were out woodchuck hunting and I said, let's drive by this guy's place. And he kind of, you know, it's the country area. They all kind of know each other. It's out by like my parents. And so we drive up and I go and I knock on the door and the guy comes out and he's like, Hey, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm extra like, personable which probably doesn't fit the description of me if if Van, you know Vance and Todd know and I'm, I'm Belichick. Just, Belichick the Amish Belichick yeah. so <laughs> I, I I was telling him you know now I I had my orange hat on still and you know so he was kind of standoffish right from the get-go and I'm just like hey I just want to see if you know is all right you know to, to go back here you know my name is this you know you might know my father whatever and he kind of did know my dad and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know what? I, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. But the, and, and this guy raised like beef cows, like 
so it was like a farm area and he had he had beef cows and whatnot and he he in with his beef cows he also raised pigs you know they, they were out in the pasture or whatever and i said yeah you know right over that hill you know for, i almost said the creek um there's a section i wouldn't mind exploring it sometime maybe not today i said i, I got my buddy in the truck whatever and he's like listen as long as you're not bringing a bunch of people and trashing it up, just let me know when you come out there. But can you do me a favor? He's like, I said, well, what is that? And he says, well, <clears throat> on your way out, see that, see that big black pig out there? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, you guys have been hunting, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, do me a favor. He goes, I'd really, I can't, I, she's been with me a while, but it's time for her to slaughter. Could you just, on your way out, stop and, and put one in her, a good shot, and, and leave, I'll take care of it. I said, I said, oh, oh, are you sure? He goes, yeah. I said, all right. So <clears throat> I start walking back to the truck. And I'm like, I'm going to get Luke good. So I get in the truck. He goes, what, what, what happened? I said, that SOB. I said, he, he, wouldn't, he won't let us. And I'm like, I, he almost did. I, I, just, I started giving him this line. So we start backing up. We, we get out. I stop down where the guy told me. I said, I'm going to show this guy. So I swing out the gun. And I fire around into that pig. And before I could say anything, Luke fires one into one of his cows. What? And <laughs> I'm like, what That's are not, you doing? And he's, he's, like, he's like, get out of here. Just go. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, you know, we, we take off. And needless to say, I didn't go back and ask him to go fishing. That did not happen. Dude. That did not happen. <laughs> no, it yeah. didn't, but I had you guys in it for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. 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 I think you shot that pig, though, right? <laughs> no, it was all made up. It was all made up. Okay. Wait, but... I thought... <laughs> Dude, that's not like you at all. No, but it, 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 to me, what it was was that the whole build-up anticipation... You know, I, I have knocked on doors with people in the truck and stuff like that. But wait, didn't that happen? I swear that happened. I'm having like deja vu where you had to kill a pig. I don't remember killing a pig. Man, that's so strange. I'm going through something right now. I'm working through something. But anyway, it was a good story. It was a good story. So, mm -hmm. but, but you know, it's even though that one was a lot more fake than it was 100% fake. But uh, yeah, so so a good a good fishing a, a good story a good story. I mean, I mean that one I had have... a fishing element to it, but you know we were we had our guns woodchuck hunting in the story. But I'm a, I don't I'm have a any good for... news stories. I don't have any good news stories, so I had to make one up. That's why I preference it. It could <laughs> may or may one. not be true. That was good. Yeah, you had me there. I'm like, what? Because I believed you when you said like the guy when. You know, he lets me fish this area, so I guess I'll just put his pig I'll, down. I guess I'll pop his pig. Yeah, why not? I mean, who wouldn't? If he says <laughs> shoot go, that pig, who's like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. But, oh, my God. I'm okay, so. But yeah, so, I'm, I'm a good, uh, uh, I like a good fishing story and listening to people tell them and stuff, you know. Yeah. So. You know, those, those it, it's, it's, it's very tough. To try to make a completely made-up story believable, 
It's very. Tough. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. I can't. Do, I, yeah, I can't do it. I sort of, you know, I, I guess if I had a story, it would be. I think we've touched on it here before, but who cares? Uh, the stories I hear at the dock. Oh, those are good. You know, the stories I hear at the dock where someone's telling me, like, did you hear about this big fish? You know, did you hear about that little boy that caught one the other day? It was, you know, five feet long. Mm-hmm. And they have a picture, and they show it. I mean, it happens all the time. Vance has seen lots I, of I them. like the ones where, like, the fish is laying on, like, a parking lot. And the kid's, like, yeah. laying parallel to it, but you can tell he's, like, 10 feet behind it. And they're like, look how big this fish was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, yeah. yes, that is a true photo. Mm-hmm. However, it's not put in the right – got angles working for you. Yeah. Yeah. And the funniest ones for me is when people tell the story and show the picture, and it's like – do you recognize yeah, that? Do you, do you recognize that boat? <laughs> I'm I'm standing in it right now. <laughs> do you recognize the guy in the photo? Yeah, do you see all? the guy holding the fish? <laughs> it was not 57 inches long. <laughs> and I'm still wearing that shirt. Yeah, I because he just got off the boat. Outfit on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the fun ones. Yeah. And the stories, the stories go, man. They're funny. They're funny. I, I I had another another one lined up that seemed a little bit more far fetched than you guys would have caught it immediately or at least halfway through. <laughs> and I still might save it for later. Fishing stories. It would have been completely and and it 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 was plausible all the way until. But anyways, but yeah, I don't yeah. always make up fishing stories or hunting stories. If I do, I'll then come clean a few seconds after the disbelief. Yeah. Very nice. Well, Craig, three fishing stories. Two, Todd, take it away. Yeah, number two, myself with guys first, not first muskie. I know we've talked about that before, but you know, today I had a guy out. He came with me last year, showed up on a day. It was like 900 degrees. Well, not 900, maybe 100 degrees dead flat calm he tells me he's like i gotta get one casting he's he, he's a he's not a young guy he's not an old guy he's middle-aged like myself and he's like these young guys man they're the ones that got me into this musky fishing and uh of course i took him trolling we got a nice one and he's like they're they, you know they're dogging on me man it, it, it doesn't count uh <laughs> I, gotta get, I gotta get one casting and uh guys getting their first casting fish you know that that might seem strange to a lot of people listening because that's all some people do but man around here it's like the other way i know guys that have caught four or five hundred muskies and have never caught one casting because people troll that's where we live that's what we do you know vance you can attest to that like absolutely nine out of if you took the average nine out of ten hours 90 percent of the hours spent on this lake are spent trolling Mm -hmm. uh maybe more you know the casters are the very minority around here ohio western pennsylvania uh up here at chautauqua i mean it's just that's just the way it is <laughs> but <clears throat> you, t- you know getting a guy out there he wants to get one casting 
and you know he got one today his first his first one casting and it was not a big fish <laughs> but it hit he was pumped he got one we got it in the boat we took some pictures he got his first second and third casting so he's like how's that i've been doing this i've been going with all these guys i just needed i need just needed to get one casting and now i got three you know i said they're gonna be proud <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it, it's different, you know. It definitely is different. It is. My my question is this, and I was actually thinking about you know this earlier about whether we had enough content to make it a topic. What is how 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 does it not count based on this the the method you use to catch the fish? How how is one you know uncountable? Yeah, it's uh, you know. I don't know why trolling yeah. gets such a bad rap. By some, by some, by some. It, you know, it, it it gets a bad rap with us doing guide trips because, I mean, I've had it happen in the boat. It's like, where you go? You got your first fish, and you know, people will say things like, "Well, I just reeled it in. I mean, I didn't do anything." <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's a difference. I, I guess, but isn't it like the same? You just reeled it in. It all boils down to that. Yeah. Yeah, basically. You didn't set the hook, though. You didn't feel the hit. You know. I mean, let's face it. The biggest fish in my boat this year was caught by a six-year-old boy. He doesn't Mm -hmm. even know what he caught yet. He'll realize that maybe when he's 20. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, and and that the same thing as last year. My daughter's big fish. She really doesn't know what she caught. She caught a unbelievable fish she's been in magazines with it you know but it she just reeled in the fish uh as she gets older if she gets one casting i mean I, i've had taken guys out that have caught 30 fish with me trolling and they catch a dinky one casting but they talk about it they they re- remember it oh, i saw that thing come up and grab the bait you know mm-hmm. and I, I i see the passion with the casting guys you know i i have that passion you know, Vance, yeah, Vance awesome. and I don't troll much together. I mean, when Vance and I go out trolling, we're searching for something for the clients. But if we get to just say, let's go fishing, we don't even get to trolling stuff out. No. No, we don't. We just don't. You know what I mean? And, I, you know, it's keeping you active. You're standing there doing something. And that that's a big difference, you know. And I... I know the guy, so the guy I had today that got his free, I know the guys, the younger guys that get involved in the sport, you know, and I get calls before, don't you take control and make him cast, make him work for it, you know. <laughs> now, was he an accomplished angler, like trolling, like a troller? No, n- n- not for muskies. Okay. Not for muskies. He got into the muskies here in the last couple of years, and, um, uh, like I said, last year we tried to do the trip, and they were ragging him about getting one casting and not trolling. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it, the day just wasn't panning out. It was horrible. Dead, flat, calm, algae everywhere. We, we did some casting, but it just wasn't, it wasn't working. Today, gave him a raptor. I was like, you know, you get rip on this thing. I gave him, he, he got it going, and I was like, you, you're good to go. I stood and watched him. I didn't fish. I fished the last drift with him. Uh, we, we took a lunch break, but, I mean, it's it just uh he was very excited. He caught a much bigger fish last year when we were trolling. He's caught other fish trolling. 
but he said it a dozen times today. I can't believe I got one casting. And then another one. Now it's three. Never caught one. Now I got three, you know, <laughs> one day. I said, yeah, them guys are going to be impressed with what, what, when you, you know, show them the picks and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it, it's different. And I understand why there's people out there that are anti-trolling, you know. But vice versa, when it comes to putting fish in the boat, if you're anti-trolling, you're totally missing the boat. We do both. <laughs> yeah. You know? Absolutely. There's times you start working your butt off with six rods out here, and you're going to be able to <laughs> quadruple the numbers on good days that you're going to ever get when you're trying to cast. And it happens. It happens at Lake St. Clair. It happens at all those bodies of water, you know, but. The, you know, the first casting fish, it was a big deal with this guy. He was really pumped. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and trolling's a lot of work. Like Todd said, I mean, we go trolling, it's actually like we're casting. Yeah. Trolling's way more work on this lake than casting. Work. Mm-hmm. I'd rather rip a pounder all day than do what we're doing when we're trying to troll. Most days, yeah. unless you can find some clean water, which that doesn't happen all that much right now. No. Reel in hundreds of times, and, but... Uh, the algae blooms on, too. Yeah. It's really it's ugly. It's nasty. Fish are there. They are. They will still bite. They will. Good question. First casting fish. Yeah. Awesome stuff. And uh, I'm going to take it away at number one because that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, getting ready for Canada. Getting ready to go on a Canadian muskie excursion. Love it. I'm sitting here looking at about 20 jointed Wileys. <laughs> i got some... Boss shad, some bakers. What else do I got over here? I got a, a Weiss bait. All this big stuff I got. It's kind of like a special tackle box, you know. Mm-hmm. You get your, you start getting your Canada stuff ready because it's different. You have to get, you have to get ready for it. I mean, it's it's something that you have to. You know, I just can't take my boat up there. You know, it's not like putting on one of these. Uh, you know. Western New York, Western Pennsylvania, Ohio Lakes. Uh, you got to get ready yeah. for it. And I got, I'm, yep. I'm pulling out all of these big baits. Yeah, and and, and, and it, it's not big baits because you're thinking big bait, completely big fish. Big fish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's going back to what has happened with you in the past. What I've experienced, you know, there's just something different about some of those bodies of water that we go to that, I mean, those fish like the big baits. (laughs) And it's fun going up there because of that, you know. I don't take a shad bait even in the boat when I go to Canada. I've done it. I've played with them. At least least where we fish, you know. Uh, And Van's got a had a great experience last year with that that big stuff you know it's not that every fish is giant it's just that i don't know 
right, different yes. regions, different regions, different stuff. They are not afraid of the giant baits. I mean, uh, foot long baits. That's not a giant bait, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, it's it's different, you know, because I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm used to <clears throat> what I, you know, trolling Baker shads and boss <clears throat> shads, and they're all in little tufts and stuff like that. You know, they're all four or five inches long. Um, but you pick up these, these Wileys. Yeah. Hey, does it have rattles in it? No. (laughs) I mean, you're, you're, you're getting all prepped for this trip and you're going to be dunking baits in the water that you haven't had in the water yet this season. No, I'm, I'm not using anything, you know, anything from Chautauqua. Yeah. Yep. And I have experimented with tiny mm-hmm. stuff up there with how many years I've been going. And uh, yeah. it didn't work. And yeah. you know that, that podcast from last year, uh, Andy's Bates and whatnot. I mean, it, they like them. Yeah. They like them. My Bates? They like my Bates? Mm-hmm. How many? They hit like a ton of bricks on them too. How many of those baits that you have laid out? Because I'm right now envisioning you're in your boat and you have like I don't know 600 square feet of deck space, and it's just all (laughs) these baits lined up. Like at least how I would do it, I'd have them like in columns and then in rows, and and just like. You know, whether you're grouping them by size, colors, you know, characteristics, or this is the A team, the B team. But That's how I'm doing it. How many, how many of those baits are mine? Because I know it's down from last year. <clears throat> it's down. Um, I have three of your baits. Three of my baits. <clears throat> I have three. You have two big Wileys and that big Boss Shad that I have. I have the big boss shad, and I have yeah, two big wileys. Nice. And I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, ugly them up some more, get some more teeth marks in them. It's so it's so fun what you're getting ready to do. I mean, I used to think of that all, all winter long. You know, oh, get ready. Know. I'm going to Canada. What's yeah. going to be the first bait? What am I going to do? Am I going to troll? Am I going to cast? What's, so okay, so. We will get into this more when Vance returns, but just let us know right now, Vance. Mm. You're going with your significant other. Yes. First bait on your rod, first bait on her rod. You, I know you already know what you're putting out. Yeah, I. I mean, what are she's, I don't. She's she's going to want to go with uh, Big Fish Goldie. Absolutely. Eight, just a just a regular old eight inch joint at Wiley where she caught her first fifty. Yep. And you, I'm going to throw uh, on your pole. I'm going to throw out this uh, Andy's uh, mud puppy. Yeah, the big the big twelve inch joint mud puppy. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I, I, my, knew, I I mean I didn't is, know that, but I knew that. Yes, yeah. I've seen that mud puppy. <laughs> Those are my first. Those are my first. Cut. Those are my first. Yeah, yeah. If first it, run. And, and honestly, if it if it starts taking off, 
I'm, I might not change. Yeah, even though you got all this other stuff. Is I mean, yeah, one, I have, it, it, it's one rod. It's so different to what we're doing here. You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. That's why I, it's exper- nice. I experiment Relax. more. You know, now now we're now we're you know, I just do guide trips. I don't really fish. So it's like I got when we go trolling. It's like okay, what's my six top baits today? <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going up there, man. It's one pole, one person. Do it. I got. I have my. I, I have these Plano boxes, and I kind of have like a you know, the starting lineup. And then you know the, and then the backups, the bench yeah. runners. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a run if you get the chance. Someone's got to be injured. Maybe cut a hook. Uh, yeah, that's 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 what's going to happen when I when I yeah. cut a hook. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to dig into the into the starting yeah. lineup. There you go. Get them back out there. I'm pumped, man. And you're going um, for how many how many days you fishing? You know we're going up for nine days i don't know how many we're gonna honestly fish you know yeah. you just yeah you never know yeah. we're all gu- gun ho now but you know the you know you i don't want to say it but you know uh yeah my lady might not want to spend fish every single day on the water yeah, all day yeah i wouldn't you know. suspect she would mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but uh you know so we'll we'll, we'll rediscuss it when, when we you know, we'll get we'll get give it a a good rundown on the on the next show of, of what happens and uh, yeah. You know, I could go up there and get my butt kicked. Oh yeah, you know, you, you weather know. or whatever. But the, you know, prepping prepping for that Canada trip that's insane. I mean, I know you, you you're you're trying to get your food ready. You're trying to get everything. I mean, you're going a place that's not going to be easy to just run to the you know. Get go and get a, yeah, get a gallon of milk or get something. I mean, you're trying to think of all that. What are you going to be eating? What are you going to be uh, yep. packing for clothes? You know, mm-hmm. I've been up there in the middle of the summer when it, when you're boiling the hot down here and you go up there and you're like, man, I wish I'd put some more long sleeves in here. I'll have to wear this sweatshirt all week. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's happened. <laughs> and uh, so you're trying to get everything ready, cook and maintenance boat maintenance but in the back of your head it's like oh. where am i starting and what bait is up first yes that's, that's good stuff <laughs> yeah I, I can't wait i mean i'm leaving i'm leaving late tomorrow night and i'm driving straight to the lake that's awesome well, so. okay so if you leave late tomorrow when do you expect to arrive I'm uh, I'm gonna be taking some carpenter ants with me. I see these carpenter ants on this damn boat. I think that it's being eaten alive from the inside out. But uh, I plan to arrive. I, I think I'm gonna have um, just with the with the way that we're traveling. I think I'm gonna have poles out by like 10 a.m. I didn't know if you were like, you know, we're we're only stopping, you know, at the boat launch. <laughs> so you leave you and you drive all night right to the boat launch. Essentially, that's what we're doing. Um, you know, we're, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 going straight there. I I called the place we're staying. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be in late. You know, I, I I'm checking in at like 9 p.m. That's Have somebody there for me. 
Well, that's a plan. What's what's the what's the forecast looking like? Looks like a little bit of rain tomorrow, but next couple of days after that, it looks consistent temperatures. Um, so mix a little bit of rain in there and whatnot, but you never know what's going to happen from day to day. But it looks consistent temperature-wise, uh, and it looks like it's been consistent up there with the temperatures. And just like down here, that's really all I, you know, I wouldn't like to see. Oh, you know, it's 70 this week, but next week they're calling for 50 degrees, you know, stuff like that. That would, that would kind of be upsetting, but it looks consistent. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm in that, um, you know, I think we've touched on that before, uh, and on this podcast, kind of like the, I hope I don't forget anything phase right now. Um, It's a little different now with your lifestyle and, like, working, guiding on the side. I mean, the boat's ready. Mm -hmm. The rods are there. The reels are there. It used to be a big deal prepping for me when it was like you're looking forward to it. And you get out a weekend here, you get out a weekend here, Canada trips coming up, tons of prep work. Mm -hmm. But it's the big fish trip, you know. Yeah, but I—I I mean, I'm, I, you're already on top of all those those things if you're it's on exactly, your boat yeah. as much. You know, it's just like, like, like I—I I could leave for fishing. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I could leave for Canada in you give me five minutes. I wouldn't yeah. be prepped clothes wise. I wouldn't be prepped food wise. But yeah, both. Yeah, the boat's ready to go because yeah. I'm going to be fishing here in ten hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you you want to you know I I you. You hear all the stories, getting the trailer ready, getting everything ready, making yeah. sure the boat runs. It's That's the stuff, yeah. The boat's ready. The boat's ready. It's as ready as it's going to be. Now tackles. The tackle's ready. All i got to do is yeah. launch and, and go. Except you, need, except you need some leaders. I need some leaders, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do need some leaders. Because it's like last year, those fish kind of go run through those pretty quick yeah do you have them or are you meeting todd or something i'm meeting todd i forgot something <laughs> yeah yeah I got leaders <laughs> yeah but it's it's on the way so but i'm excited i, I really am i I'm, I'm looking forward to this it's going to be a nice little break from fishing everything and i'm doing fishing again <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little break from fishing to go fishing, but it's awesome. it's fun. It's fun, you know. I don't know. I don't, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's just like you're giddy about it. You know, figure something out. It can't be the same as last year. I'm going to have to put some some type of some type of plan together. And uh, you know, I got time this time, and uh, that's what I'm excited about. Uh, you know, it's not going to be so rushed. I can relax. Maybe put something together, you know. And, try some uh, new stuff. Try some different things. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's, that's what's exciting about it. And, uh, you're going for a nice period of time too. You know, you run up there for those three or four days. Yeah. You know, just, sometimes you start figuring something out and it's time to go home. And it's like, man, if I could stay right now, yeah. big bodies of water, big Big water, big bodies of water, big areas, 
Lots of stuff to do, and you got one pull. Whether you cast it or troll it, you got one pull. I know. And that's, uh, that's crazy. That's different. Very different for us. They're used to it up there. They're used to it in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not, you know. And that's what that's what makes it even tougher to try and figure something out, you know. Yeah. Yep. I, so, I, so you go to the one you you ended on last year. It would, I knew I knew I knew that's what you do. You're going to start where you left off. This well, bait, what would this you bait do? and we're going to troll this. It's exactly <laughs> the same thing. I knew that. I could have guessed the bait. <laughs> we never talked about it. I was like, Lori's going to want to run this, and you're going to run that. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I, I, I think I missed it, but how many days are you up there? Nine days. Nine. Nine. I think it's nine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's nine. My prediction. You're going to crack 700 hours. I think, you know, I am 68 away from that. Oh, yeah. I think you're going to be very close to 700, if not over. Yeah, I'll be able to see how many hours I spent on. I got it now. 632, we'll see where it's at when I get back. And I'm excited, man. I, I just... Excited. You're gonna, you're you're planning on mostly trolling where you're going, Vance. Yeah, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in in nine days in the areas that I'm going, it's still not enough. A lifetime isn't enough, you know, because no. you you no. could just get no. you could get lost in it up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I said, you know, when I'm on that big when I'm in the big water, I plan on trolling. Uh, yeah. I just plan on trolling to figure it out, find a nice little spot. Same thing I do here. You could go in and, and cast it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's remote up there. You know, there's nothing going on. Uh, and and that's, what's, that's what's nice about it. You, you really do feel out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of the, the scenery and the, and the, the shoals and these giant mountains uh, that just, you know, you'll be trolling and your rod tip will be, you know, four or five feet from the bank. And you're looking at your depth finder and it's 40 feet down, you know, 40, 50, 60 feet. These mountains just keep going in these crazy areas. I love love about going to Canada, man, just that remoteness and, you know, not like, a lot of the lakes I've fished in Canada are not like Lake St. Clair, Canada. Like really going into Canada and fishing, that's what you're doing. And that's, mm-hmm. that is way more fun to me than a lot of mm-hmm. this other stuff we do. <laughs> yeah. Because of that, you know. It'll, you know, it, it, that, that, that is what's, what it's all about. I mean, when you think of Canada... Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think of being out there and yeah, big fish, right? I mean, yep. it's a big, it's a. You know, I'd like to catch a big one up there. Yeah, that's what you go up there for. I mean, yep. I mean, big, even when, you, when you're when you're little, well, you know. I remember seeing all the all the photos of my uncles that would go to Canada and stuff, and they would come back and have big fish stories and all that stuff, and. um 
now they were generally pike and, and and whatnot but i mean it's still it's canada they were going up there they were on a mission to fish you know and that's yeah that's just fun that's the fun stuff it's the reason you're there yep. no cell phone service all that stuff i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be sweet i'll hold the fort booking your trips i appreciate that yeah my prediction is uh, <laughs> while I'm gone, you get a uh, a 50 on, on Chautauqua. Oh, I hope you're right, but I don't know if I'd predict that. <laughs> What's That's your prediction, prediction for me? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to plant it. You're going to fertilize another food plot, Andy. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say those food plots are going to be green and beautiful and you're going to get a 10 point buck on camera that you've never seen before okay. and also get us get us our new rod holders done okay that there, there there there's the realistic thing the rod holders getting done <laughs> and then if my other prediction is uh you get us more swimmers too i i um Let's I'm see. Just I, I gave you I gave you six yesterday. <laughs> to make up for those six, I painted another five more swimmers in Fire Tiger. They're they're drying along with sixteen seniors in Fire Tiger this afternoon. Ooh. I knew that would I knew that would drive you nuts. Well, I it, what, the, the the side that you don't know about that story was I, I had these sixteen seniors set aside. And I went and looked at the what what's left to be painted, and there was like a difference of five. I had five more swimmers than seniors, and I, I couldn't take it no more. So I took those five and painted them up. So then I'd have an even number left over. So if anyone out there's listening, I gosh that those ones that I gave you those, that paint wasn't dry, but a day I had to put eyes on them for them to leave. So there are people out there waiting for. Fire Tiger swimmers don't think I've been sitting on them. I literally, they were still tacky when I gave them to Vance and Todd yesterday. Yeah, I set them on my dash. And they all, they, they melted in, didn't they? It's a big melt, yeah. Oh, is it really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big glob of rubber when I turned around. No, no, they're good. It's they're sunk good. into your that, dash. You know, on that, uh, on, on the, the super scene here, mm-hmm. up, up there. I don't know what it was like four four years ago or whatever. I had a giant, beautiful Georgian Bay muskie come in and follow that thing up. I mean, that was like one of the first, like, true giants I've ever seen in in a body wa- a water like that. You know, I, it was just yeah. uh, it was it was very very wide on the back. You know, it just looks it, it looks very it, it, in the water. It looks a lot different. Um, then what you're used to seeing, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like needle in the haystack stuff. Yeah. Where you going, you got the opportunity, man. Yeah, but then, and then I remember a couple casts later, I chucked it out there and it was very green and this really crappy leader I had just like, just broke. (laughs) (laughs) So... 
you you know what it's like when someone loses a very special bait in your boat now me yeah absolutely you've been there yes yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we, I've lost Mitch out of my boat. I've lost a lot of nice raptors and stuff like that. You know, you always lose baits, but it sucks to kind of lose the bait where you think like, oh my gosh, a big fish came in on this one. Oh my God, I got to get it back out there. And it's gone. And you're like, no, that was the only one I had. <laughs> but I, I remember... And this is kind of off topic because I have nothing to contribute to Canada. When I, I, I had a, a family friend out, he wanted it, he's still after his first muskie. And um, I had him, on, had him on the river and I was letting him use, this was before I was really making any jerk baits, but a six inch sand cat. And I said, this, is, this bait's been hot for me this year. So I let him use it and he was jerking. He caught a pike. And. Nice. Like the next cast, now he, he he's not extremely skilled as an angler. The next cast, he's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? What happened?" And he's he's holding his rod, and there's no bait on it. And I'm like, "What? Look around, look around, like find where it goes kerplunk." <laughs> we think it went in the cornfield. <laughs> we don't because he was casting towards the bank that had a cornfield. Oh my god! <laughs> so. Right after he catches this pike that he's very proud of, the I, I don't know if like what happened, but he's like <laughs> it, never, it, never, it, never it, saw a splash. It never no, touched down. Yeah, it could have kept going. <laughs> in the trees, in the field. Yeah, but I I just figured I'm like, well, there's we're not finding that one if it didn't go splash. So, but with a super senior, if you're not there with a catcher's mitt, yeah. You're not. You're. You're not. No. You're it. not going to get it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You'd be hard pressed with a cinder block in one hand and a snorkel. Yeah. That's the power rankings. Send yeah. them in. They spark up a lot of conversation. How about fifty-eight minutes and sixteen seconds worth? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I forgot we were still doing them. I know. What was the topic today? Well, I could keep going on this Canada stuff. Originally, the topic was going to be if you could fish with anybody, <laughs> who, who would yeah. it be? But yeah, let's let's keep going for another little bit, and we'll call it Vance's excitement. What about yeah. uh, you know what's like your what's a must have in the boat? You know, when you're kind of like getting out there in a very remote area, the launch is is. A good a good boat drive away, you know. You break down what's a must-have in your boat. Some of these areas that I'll be fishing, um, you know, I could take a sleeping bag, you know, in a tent um, and spend the whole, you know, day and night and night out there because it, it, it's a pretty it's a pretty far drive from from these areas that I'll be launching. You know. You're not going to want to hear what I say for a uh, kicker, mustache. kicker motor, <laughs> kicker motor. <laughs> no, I guess I guess this is what I would do. Your, your your boat deck is big enough to support, you know, sleeping on. I mean, I guess if you had a couple, 
if yeah. you had if you had a tarp like a like a blue tarp and just a a small like survival blanket you could make it make it work through the night a tarp yeah. can keep you very warm so i guess if it was up to me um besides having your trolling motor batteries charged up every day um i'd probably go with the basics have like a compass a sharp knife an axe and maybe like a flint of some sort a fire source to -hmm. where you can then take your trolling motor and go over to the you know the bank or something like that and if you're worried about bears or anything go out drop an anchor and just sit out in the middle of the lake and go to bed Mm-hmm. And then also just, very eerie, right? But I guess I would much rather sit in the middle of a lake or back mm-hmm. in a cove than, you know, in the back of your mind thinking, "Well, any minute a bear or a wolf could come and eat my face." Yeah, no. Not that that happens that often. But. No. Mm-hmm. Where you're going, yeah. if that happens, you should probably be next to some bug spray. Which I never, I don't even use bug spray, but when you go to Canada, sometimes bug spray is pretty essential. Yeah, we used that up pretty good on that eerie day we did with no wind. (laughs) Well, a lot of it went in the air and then in my mouth, ears, eyes, and nose. Yeah, (laughs) you're all gagging. You haven't been bad. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, like some of these areas, God. That really made, I'm looking at my motor now. I wish I did have a kicker right now. <laughs> well, if you want to carry a couple gallons of premix, I got a kicker I can take off. Some of these places you, that I'm you could, you could put the dang thing in, in one of your compartments on that boat. Yeah, I could you carry a kicker, carry yeah. a nine horse with you. Yeah, heck, even the, like uh, a, a two point three horse would get you mm-hmm. home. Yeah. No. The, the some of these areas I'm fishing on on the on Georgian Bay is it it next down into these like narrows and these narrows are very very long I mean they are like thirty forty miles long and you get into them and it's it's very calm in there because it's a very high mountainous area. Um, and, you know, the wind could be going crazy, but you would never know because you're in this narrow. Um, but like I said, it's a very large narrow. Um, but you still, to enter it, you have to come off the big water and drive into it and whatnot. And you have to, if you want to come out, you, of course, have to come out the same way. Um, when you come out, uh, it could be. Very, yeah. very, very kicked up out there. I mean, so yeah. much where, and that's where I think about packing gear into this, um, because you come out of these narrows, you can see it. If it's white capping or blowing any, you know, there could be five, six, seven foot waves out there, and you can barely notice in those narrows um, because it hides the wind so well. Uh, so you come out of these narrows, man, it, it, it could just be, and, and it's another you know, 10, 15 mile jaunt back to, to where you, uh, you launched and, you know, forget about it. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'd say, you know, you, you, you'd get killed out there. It'd be, you know, just not. No. Yep. 
I spent the night in a boat one time. Yeah? Yeah. Where? We were, so we were, we were uh, I'm trying to think of how old I was. I don't know, but we, we were down on the, we were in an area where there was tides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not musky fishing. We were just on the boat fishing, and uh, I had no idea where I was. I was with some older guys, and we got stuck on a sandbar, and it was, the tide was out. We just came through there a few minutes before, but, you know, it was on, uh, I think it was on the Potomac River. Potomac River, maybe Chesapeake Bay, and, uh, I mean, we were stuck. We... We threw an anchor out and woke up in the morning. We were like a mile and a half away from where we threw the anchor because the anchor was just dangling off the hmm. front of the boat. Yeah. That's Did you guys know where you were? Yeah. Yeah, the guys I was with, I didn't know where I was. That's kind I was, of I was like, Yeah. You but, probably like, get me the hell off this thing. Well, once the tide came up, the anchor rope was way too short. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just drifting. We we had garbage bags on for heat. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's yeah. I was wearing it. It was garbage wear. I I would also, if you had one, a a cheap two piece spinning rod. In the event you need to catch your own food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, something other than twelve inches long for bait. Yeah. Oh, I could. I could. Crank out a couple pike or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be a lot easier if you just caught a couple bluegill. That's <laughs> true. And Not you had your tail. And, yeah. and you filleted them, and then, you know, if you could make a fire or have one of them, like, little jet boil propane deals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I threw all that stuff. And it, in my it'd probably taste really stuff. good with, like, a fresh cucumber or zucchini, wouldn't it? Oh, God, oh, my. I don't know if I can get those across the border, though. I didn't tell you to take the ones from my house. I'm taking them. <laughs> I'm taking them up. I'm, I'm crossing. Hopefully no border police are listening to this, but I'm going with Andy's garden veggies up to Canada. It's going to be an invasive species. I can see Vance, like, for a photo, like leaning over the side of his boat, like he's releasing a muskie, but it's this giant three foot long zucchini, yeah, and just do. like gonna let it go in the water to <laughs> contaminate. Man, yeah, Canada man, I'm excited. I'm, sharpen, sharpen. I'm sharpening some hooks right now. I don't know if you guys could hear that. My bad, if you I can hear something. Yeah. Oh, I, I can hear every bit of it. Can you really? Oh yeah. My my bad. <clears throat> Well, Dale, Dale does such a nice job with these hooks, too. He he puts them, like, in the perfect place. You know, on that treble, you know how they, they uh, you know, the extra treble that yeah. I'm trying to trying to think metalwork. Mm-hmm. Like, they weld on there to make it a treble. Yeah. He's got the, he, they, these baits are great. They come with it, like, right, that, that. Turned the right with, way. Yeah. yeah, turned the right way. It's so nice. That just helps with hook rash and everything. And, I love running these eights. They run so easy too. That's another nice thing about the taking big baits to Canada. There's usually not yeah. a lot of monkeying around with them. Yep, having to not, tune them and stuff. You know, 
That's nothing against the guys. We catch a ton of fish on those little shad baits, but nothing against them. But they are a pain in the butt. Oh yeah, and they and they know that. Everybody that yep. runs shad baits. Everybody that runs them. You put the big ones out there, something. Oh my gosh, look at that! And it'll be turning a little wee bit to the side. You just torque that eye screw, and there it yeah. is. It's thumping again. Let's go. Yeah. That's what I, I love running. That's why I love going to Canada. I just take my box of big stuff and say, "Let's do this." Oh, no monkeying in the baits and the net. Very simple to get them tuned back in and keep it going. Excited. Are you taking any Project X's? Four. I figured. You remember that day? I, 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 don't I have thought it. I ha- I thought I had two, but remember that one day I was in the boat. I was like, "Hey, I found a couple Project X's in the uh, <laughs> storage compartment." Yeah, those two are mine. <laughs> and he doesn't even have a project uh, I don't yeah that's that's going to be my uh, my setup be running two project X's two X's putting oh, the X on them baby no perfect deadly so can't wait most likely when I post this one you'll already be there you will be up there fishing, and I should have preferenced this right from the get-go that we're going to be late on the one that follows this one because you're not going to be around unless we just say, yeah, we'll get someone to sit in advance a spot, and we'll wait, you know, not wait. Oh. We'll wait for I'll you. Dare you. We'll I'll wait dare for you. you. I'll be I'll back next, next week. You know, If you're right. gone for nine days, you're going to be... You're gonna be gone two complete weekends. You bang one out on the uh, drive home, fifteenth or something. Yeah, well, get it going. That's everyone's little thing right there. Is you're gonna to have to wait. You're gonna to have to wait to hear what happens. Hopefully, there's good stories. I'm not too good at telling stories, though. Judging back to that, uh, I mean, going back to the power ranking and stuff. You know, some people are just like great at telling fishing stories, and uh, it's either they're really good storytellers or they're just like really, really good at lying. Um, but <laughs> I sit there, and I can't, I can't get in depth into the story. Like, it's like the fish hit and we caught it, and they're just like, mm, "Okay, perfect." I'm glad we got right to the point. Yeah, yeah. I, I got size. another one, and I'm jonesing to tell it, but it's just it's too late now. The cat's out of the bag. But it's one those, those fake stories where you put down completely these animals. Yeah, I thought that was real. I thought that was real. It's crazy. But I got another one that I'm like, I I'm like, should I do this one or not? Well, save it for the next one. All right. So the next time that I can, so I can wedge in another fake story. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. We're going to talk about that on one of these upcoming podcasts, though. Who would you fish? Who would you fish with? You had one day or something. Who would you fish with, and why? And think about it, like like listeners think, because I'm going to be thinking about it. Who, 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 and why? Or what Mm -hmm. situation would you like to have been in? Yeah. Uh, 
that's that that is kind of cool to think about. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Big thanks, Fat Easy Musky Products, FatAzyMusky.com, Instagram, Facebook, BossShad.com, big old BossShad, Paul Fischerio, uh, Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo, Musky Tackle Online for both Fat AZ and Boss Shads, and Team Rhino Outdoors for Fat AZ, St. Croix Rods, Best on Earth, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, MCFishingGuides.com, and um thanks for listening good luck fishing